Hi, and welcome to the New Moms Club podcast, where we talk all things motherhood, don't take ourselves too seriously, and obviously, have a real good time. It's the New Moms Club, but for all moms, where we love to talk about being moms. Hey, New Moms Club, it is so good to be with you. We're back with another super fun episode with my friend, Brady. Hey! She is so fun. She is super adventurous and loves just discovering things and like creative things and creating and pretty things. <laughs> yes. She's an Enneagram four. Yes. And I feel like that is so perfectly you. I like, love that you remember that. And of course I do. Yeah. She's like super creative, loves to be unique and like individualistic and all that stuff. A hopeless romantic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so this episode's really kind of like just going to be all about that, like just random things that like kind of make us thrive as women and feel us make us feel beautiful and maybe just some, you know, random things here and there. But yeah. we're just going to like we chat. We don't really have a plan. Yeah. At all. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see where this goes. Well, yeah. The pro- we were both like, this is probably the least prepared I've been for an episode, but we honestly haven't seen each other in a long time, so this is mostly Kinda like us catching, catching up. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's a mom of two. Mm-hmm. She has a little girl who's seven. Yeah. Esther, do you want to say their names? Yeah, that's fine. Esther's <laughs> Esther. seven. Yeah. And then she has Liam, who's four. Yeah. And he's precious. Yeah. Liam was at my bachelorette party. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I forgot. I know. I thought about that the other day. I was like, Liam, why came. did How? you let me do that? <laughs> brought a baby to a bachelorette weekend. oh he was so amazing though everyone it loved, was we floated in we the called, river with him forgot we said liam and the ladies yeah that was fun <laughs> he's such a good sport he was such a good baby oh my goodness but anyway yeah brady's a lot of fun we met because we were used to work together that's i feel like that's how yes. i intro everybody that's been on the podcast yes <laughs> there are some that are coming that i didn't work with promise. And i had like seen you around and had a friend crush on you and then i got told that i was moving offices and they put us in the same office and i was like yes <laughs> which i like was like you know who i am so like when we sat down <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah so brady was my work wife for like ever and yes. then like went through the whole like me dating john process us getting engaged getting my married favorite. everything yes. all in that little office and she knows all my weaknesses when it comes to like i can only focus on one thing at a time so she would be talking to me telling me a story and i'm like writing an email and she's like lonnie are you listening to me at all <laughs> <laughs> and you're like no can you please stop talking to me <laughs> i was like i'm gonna need you to say it again <laughs> but anyway she's super fun and we actually went to europe together to spain that was like a spontaneous like wait really are you serious do you want to do that yeah trip and you were pregnant i was such a good sport one of my favorite things about you is that you're like i'm the kind of person that likes to have my cake and eat it too oh for sure you've said that to me so many times and i don't think i know anybody else that is that dedicated to like making something work. Like if you want something, you're like, I will make it happen. I will do both. That is so admirable. Like truly, because I'm kind of like selfish, but <laughs> no, I'm like, I'll just do it later or I'll just give up. <laughs> no, and I, I figure you, it out. You went on a trip recently and I the whole time you were on that trip and I'm seeing everything you're doing. I was like, she probably hated traveling with me because I'm so like, let's just sit and do nothing. And you're like, let's no. look at all these beautiful things. And I was like, man, I was probably the worst travel partner I for Brady. I have zero <laughs> negative memories of traveling with you. So if I did feel like that, I already forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's like, yeah, I've always admired that in you because you're just like, you have so much energy and you're just like, let's go, let's do, let's be. Just want to discover. Yeah. And you want to see beautiful things, whether that's beautiful people or, well, not, not beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, like personalities. Yeah. Um, uh, I couldn't find that on Apple oh. Music. Hi, Siri. Sorry, Siri. <laughs> or beautiful architecture yeah. or scenery. Um, I feel like that's like a deep part of who I am and like the what how the Lord created me is, um, like just to chase after his creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something like I can't deny or ignore ever. 
It's just like a deep desire in my heart. And I crave ex- experiencing new things or exploring and discovering things. So. Yeah, that's so cool. And I, I love that that didn't change after you became a mom. Mm-hmm. Like you found a way to do both. Mm-hmm. How has that process, like were you always like that? Was that something you had to kind of discover? Or like well, how did you find a balance? Yeah, I think when I first had Esther, I was a little confused like what was culturally acceptable. Yeah. Um, as far as like leaving a child or sure. traveling with the child yeah. and what was gonna be a nightmare. Right. Traveling with the child or um, I think my first trip away from her was she was probably like I don't remember how many months, but it was under a year. Yeah. Um, and I went to like a release retreat. That was my first because I remember pumping through that whole <laughs> retreat. <laughs> that was kind of annoying, but it was worth it to be able to really just kind of remind myself like who I am o- away from her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Outside of being a mom. And um, so that was good. But then also my, we took a trip. My husband got gifted, kind of a, rewarded a trip um, to... Cancun I think when she was like seven or eight months Mm. and we left her with my parents yeah and that was really kind of hard yeah but um I was really nervous and I cried a lot in the like leading up to it and as well like after we handed her off but like my mom I mean not even 30 minutes sent I mean she was seven or eight months old keep this in mind (laughs) within 30 minutes my mom sent me a picture of her with like an ice cream cone like her face covered in ice cream. Oh, no. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we don't feed her ice cream. Dairy is new. <laughs> yes. like, but sugar. she was so happy. Oh. And she is like really close with my mom. And it went really well. And it kind of just was amazing to see how she can function without me. Yeah. Perfectly fine. And it honestly is probably really healthy for her yeah to do that and healthy for me to kind of just have some time with Josh and rest and relaxation away from that really demanding responsibility of motherhood oh yeah um so that was my first experience but I think outside of that like I went on lots of mission trips before that and um just leisure travel and vacations things like that and so it hasn't been easy to figure out, but you kind of just like take it as it comes. Yeah. So and what, it, whichever opportunities present themselves, you kind of decide like, is it worth it? Or? Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I don't want to go without saying like, it is a luxury to be able to have people that will watch. Yes. My kids that I trust. Right. Um, while I'm away. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the, in, uh, influencers I follow on Instagram Danny Austin, if anyone's yeah, familiar. Who doesn't? She tra- she travels a lot, like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. But I love, because someone asked her once, like, how do you do this, like, emotionally, be away from your kids so much? Yeah. And I loved her response. Um, she said, you know, we believe that, like, our whole family, grandparents and aunts and uncles, like, we are one unit. And so we believe, and as much as we believe the parent to kid relationship is important. We believe that the quote unquote elders of our family. So our grant, the grandparents, Mm -hmm. their relationship with our kids is just as important. And the wisdom that they have to, you know, impart on our kids. And we want them to have a close relationship. Right. And that's formed when we're not there as parents. Right. And, and that was, I thought was just beautiful because I think a lot of times in Western culture, like when we're talking about family and stuff, like we just see it as like mom and dad and the kids and that's the family. Right. You know, and like we have to have like these extreme boundaries with the rest of the family to keep them kind of away until it's time for them to be around. And that's like not the case. Like God intended for family to be like the entire, the generations. Yeah. And so I loved her response and that did give me a little bit of peace when it came to like, okay, whenever we do like go on a vacation without Ava, like it's important for her to spend time with her grandparents. And Yeah, well, and y'all went recently, you took her with you and you took your mom. And- yeah, so we, we sh- right now we're of the, which we, when John and I got, you know, started 
talking about family and stuff, our thing was like, we're going to take our kids with us. Like we mm-hmm. know God's called us to the nations and we yeah. love doing mission trips and stuff. We're learning how to like travel for fun. I, I think my first adult like traveling for fun vacation, like no missions at all was my honeymoon. <laughs> I had never just like gone somewhere for fun. It was always for like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And so we're learning how to do that, like how to just travel for fun. And we brought Ava with us and yeah. it was a blast. And I know that every kid's different, mm-hmm. but for us, it was like, we just, you know, we want her to experience the world and it, I don't think she has yeah. to be like a certain age for it to be appropriate for her to go, you know, right. we're actually going to Brazil in March to visit my family. And so she's going again, like it'll be her second country to visit, you know, like that's she's, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, you know, I know both my kids got passports when they were like three months old. Yeah. And I love their little baby pictures on there, but I want them to be well-traveled and well-cultured and just not have necessarily like a a limited understanding of what their world is. Right. Um, I like exposing them to stuff outside of our little town. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's another thing. Another reason I think maybe I love to travel so much is just because I've actually lived in this city my entire life. Yeah. And, and I it's love not a massive it. city. It's not. It's not massive. It's not necessarily beautiful with the landscape or architecturally (laughs) so I have to travel to be able to like meet that that need of my heart and um I love this place and I love calling it home and I love raising my kids here but I need a little bit of beautiful so yeah um well so you just came back from like oh yeah big trip that's what I was gonna say I came back from uh Europe like it's Last a little week? bit like seven days ago. Um, again, left my kids behind, went with a friend who I also worked with. <laughs> so that's now you and her that I've gone on a trip with. Um, but the whole time I was there, I just like wanted Esther to be with me. Yeah. Like I wanted to share things with her because I think she has that um, innate like desire in her as well. Yeah. Um, to like appreciate beautiful things yeah. and go see cities and Paris and London. And she like wanted to be with me. And so Uh. I was like, "Uh, should I bring her back? Is she old enough to appreciate these things? Or should we just keep it to like the beach in Disneyland? (laughs) It's hard to figure that out because you don't want to spend like time and energy and money if they're, if they're going to be miserable. But sure. I think every parent has probably regretted a trip that they've taken their kids on because it wasn't, a good fit but yeah sometimes you just have to figure that out yeah and every kid is so different so you'll probably yeah. have to figure it out for each kid right yeah yeah no but it, it's cool I just love that that you're just not afraid to try things and with all of the stuff that you're doing and so okay you're very creative you're a, like a designer as well and you got into that like within the last five years mm-hmm. and you know before professionally yeah professionally you've always been like the person everybody asks for like <laughs> advice on how stuff yeah. or so yeah so interior design is something I'm I'm doing professionally now um and before that it was like fashion yeah <laughs> I actually have a master's degree in fashion merchandising um that I haven't really used but um a lot of that stuff carries over into yeah. my existing career. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was something that I think I denied myself for a while, um, in trying to land. I, I think I'm multifaceted and have a lot of different interests yeah. and giftings from the Lord, but that kind of comes with just creativity in general. Yes. Like I get bored really quickly also yeah so um I've kind of dabbled in like several different jobs and careers but I'm definitely in the right spot right yeah, now that's so, awesome um and just, this is kind of like it came up randomly because I yeah. remember us sitting at Carpet Creek do you remember yes, <laughs> yes. at a restaurant a local restaurant and you were at home at the time yes. and you were kind of like not feeling as fulfilled as you thought you were going to be. Is that fair to say? So, yeah. So I have 
kind of tried it all. Yeah. Um, I worked full time right out of college and while I was doing my master's degree. And then um, I had Esther quite young. I mean, we got married when we were 19 and 20. <laughs> and we waited five years. And all of the people we were hanging out with were a few years older than us. And they were having kids. So it just kind of felt natural. Yeah. Um, and that was our next step. And um, we decided to try to have kids. And I decided to go part-time when I had Esther. So I was like 25 and um, working part-time at the church. And that's when I officed next to you. Yeah. And um, that was actually really kind of nice having the best of both worlds. Yeah. Because I was working part-time, kind of getting my adult interaction contributing something to my community mm-hmm. um, professionally and with the gifts I felt like the Lord had given me, um, but then also getting to be at home, investing in what most would argue is probably the like the most important ministry yeah. you ever will, um, your own children. And so it was the best of both worlds, I think. Yeah. And that was a sweet spot. Um, whenever I got pregnant with Liam, I wasn't sure what the next step was. And I honestly yeah. felt... In my job, I felt a little bit too comfortable, maybe, yeah. um, that I needed to challenge myself a little bit more, but I did not know what that looked like. Yeah. And I remember um, my supervisor at the time um, was like, Brady, just because you don't know what the next step is doesn't mean that you don't need to take it. And mm. so... Wow. Um just trust the Holy Spirit and take a step and just trust that he's going to put the next stone out for you. And so I kind of went into mothering too blindly, Mm -hmm. um, not knowing what was next. And my husband really wanted me to um, try staying at home. And I wanted to. Honestly, in my naivety, I thought that seemed pretty luxurious. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't (laughs) much to my shock. Um, but I also think that's like a personality thing for me. Like for some, I I wouldn't call it luxurious for anyone, but for some that is fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and just exactly where that, where they need to be, Mm -hmm. um, 100% in the home with the children, you know, getting out play dates, getting things done, whatever it looks like. But, um, I actually entered into a season of depression pretty quickly and it wasn't, um, postpartum related, Hmm. um, at all. It was very situational, but I stayed home for six months with Liam and Esther and, um, one day Josh and I were talking and kind of just realized like, do I need to look for a job? Yeah. Um, and decided to, to do that. And I wanted to go back part-time cause that was like a sweet spot. And then yeah. I ended up finding a full-time job yeah. that was just perfect. Yeah. Um, and that was being like a study abroad coordinator at the university that I graduated from and studied abroad with. Yeah. Um, and you know, my love for travel. Yep. Like, <laughs> there it is again. I, yes. And um, I think I had spent quite a bit of time on that campus yeah. um, doing some like creative projects. And just every time I walked onto the campus, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be here every day. I love it. Just the life and the people. And, and I felt so lonely at home, yeah. you know, and anyway... I think it was a really hard decision for me and I was just weeping daily trying to decide if I wanted to be full time. Yeah. Cause that was what was being offered. Yeah. Um, and what was available and I ended up taking the job and it went really well. And, um, it was a transition and finding childcare kind of yeah. On the spot was difficult, but the Lord really provided. Yeah. And actually provided um this angel of a human who was Liam's teacher um ended up becoming our nanny. Wow. And she is still with us and amazing and just yeah. like could not thank Jesus more for her. That's um, awesome. But yeah. 
So then after I was there for only a year at ACU, um, and then I had this offer come in from an old friend who is an interior designer and kind of has a growing business that is incredible. She is outstanding. Yeah. Um, she had been my camp counselor (laughs) back in high school (laughs) and we had mutual friends and, um, kept in touch and she reached out and asked if I wanted to come work for her. Yeah. It ended up working out and I'm still with her and, um, my career is growing and I'm growing, um, pushing myself in new ways and it's awesome. But oh, that's so cool. I do, I do kind of have it a sweet spot right now. Esther is in first grade, so she's in yeah. school five days a week, except for during the summer. Yeah. But um, I have Liam one day a week, mm-hmm. and then I work four days. Yeah. So it's a it's an okay arrangement that we have going, and yeah. it's working out. Well, I mean, it works for you. It works for your kids. Like, yeah. you know, I think, I mean, obviously everybody's different. And so I love that, like, the, you allowed the Lord to show you that maybe you needed something different without being like, I have to fit into this West Texas mold of like, yeah, stay home and, and it's be been, happy at home. <laughs> yeah, it's been actually hard for relationship yeah. and friendships yeah. as well, um, being a working mom. Yeah. Because you have less time and less energy to invest. Right. I know that when I was staying at home and when I was part-time, a lot of my community was other moms that would meet up for play dates. Yeah. And um, we could kind of complain with each other. I <laughs> <laughs> just felt solidarity, yeah. but also encourage each other and pray yes. for one another and um, just kind of like embrace the chaos together. Yeah. And when I went back to work, that kind of started to suffer. Mm. So it's hard um, trying to find the balance and yeah. be a be good in every area. Yeah. Um, be excellent in every area of your life, whether that's your friendships and your social life, your work, as well as your home. So yeah. that's it. I feel like that's like so much pressure to try to be excellent in every area. Yeah. And you have to really prioritize and make sacrifices. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to be, or do you feel like you've kind of like the Lord's kind of shown you where to invest and where not, like where yeah. kind of has to I not mean, be? Um, my coworkers kind of make fun of me a little bit because I have so many best friends, <laughs> um, and I end up just like I, I have you have to... so many friends, <laughs> like all over the place. <laughs> I just have to. I it's hard because I feel like even with you, like I literally just like had a dream about you and texted you this morning. Like yeah. I miss when it was easy to yeah. be together all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you kind of just have to pick and choose like a few people that you can invest right, in right. with time and mental energy. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. Yeah. And especially for someone who's as relational as you. Yeah. Cause like there are some people that are pretty, like I would consider myself maybe a low maintenance person when it comes to relationships. Like I don't need someone to like talk to me. Like somebody, like my college friend, best mm-hmm. friend roommate, we talk to each other maybe once a year and I still consider her one of my best friends, you know, right. but there are some people that it's like, you love investing in people and like knowing every little detail about yes. lives and like, you know, all that stuff. And I feel like it's harder probably when it's like that for you to like, feel like you're hitting all the check marks in a relationship because like what you desire is like deep yeah. getting to know you, know your soul and your spirit and every little thing that's going on. Yes. And it's like. I feel like maybe the enemy could be like, oh, you're doing a bad job as a friend oh, because always. you don't know everything that's going on in so-and-so's yeah, or life. Yeah, like, these people hung out without you. Yeah. Oh. So you're not being a good enough friend if they yeah. don't want to invite you to. It's yeah. like, no. Oh, the worst. I just read, um, it's been several months, but that book by Jenny Allen, Find Your People. Uh-huh. Have yeah. you read it? Um, it's really, no. you should. I haven't found Everyone it. should. I haven't read it. I've listened to a few of her podcasts on it. Mm-hmm. I have another friend that read it and it's like changed her life. Yeah. Well, it's good because I think also living in Abilene my entire life, mm-hmm. um, there's just been people in and out. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. obviously like... It's a transition yes. town. I don't know. It's a, like a springboard, as they yeah. call it, springboard yeah. town, something like that. But basically like, you know, graduating high school, most people didn't stay in town. Right. Um, so I had new friends in college and then 
well, they those may last yeah. for three to four <laughs> years and then yeah. they move on. And then um, young adulthood, people are just kind of like figuring out where they're going to land. And so yeah. even a lot of those people after college have moved um, yeah. and it's, there's just a, a lot of people in and out and you kind of have to just pivot and yeah. roll with the punches and see um, who your community is right through different seasons of life. Yeah. But so, so this book... This book was just really encouraging and like kind of helping me to give grace to those people who I'm not able to invest in or are not able to invest in me at the time or, um, it honestly just so much wisdom and like grace for yourself. Yeah. Um, in boundaries and when to say like, okay, I'm not going to invest in that person anymore. Yeah. Or no, this is someone that like I need to be investing in. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And I feel like, you know, especially with like mom, like being a mom and having your friendships, like I heard someone say, you know, I have like my mom best friend for whenever we're at the soccer game. And I have my mom yes. best friend for when I'm waiting at ballet. And I have my mom Absolutely. best friend for at school work, like PTA stuff. And then I have like, <laughs> you know, like there's like like these like different yeah. sects of your li- sects <laughs> sections <laughs> of your life where it's like there is a place for like everyone you Uh know yeah and you don't necessarily have to like talk to that pta mom every day but like you know that when you get there it's like okay that's my my, that's my person for that event you know and like you know and that and i mean i'm not there in that stage of life yet like you you are but it's a blessing to be able to take those relationships as when josh makes fun of me he's like you can be friends with a pencil. <laughs> like, well, but I want to take most relationships further, like yeah. deeper, like you were saying. And it's a blessing sometimes when those like soccer team mom friends end up yeah. becoming friends that you text, whether it's about designing their house or yeah. about, you know, hey, can can you help? Can you bring her home from soccer practice? And then it just kind of develops. Yeah. And I don't know. It's funny though when the Lord highlights people. Yeah. Well, and I think... I mean, if if you're okay talking about this, like you've seen some pretty like horrible things, like you've experienced some pretty sad things. And, Mm. you know, there was a situation that happened like a couple years ago. We can talk about it. Okay. Well, I didn't know because we didn't talk about that beforehand, (laughs) but you really like your community stepped up for you like insanely well. Like, and that soccer mom friend was the one that like, yes, one of the first ones to, you know, be there for you. And so like, ugh. That's like those relationships are. So what happened was <laughs> basically to not. It's a really long story, so I'll do my best to make it short. But my son got run over, yeah. Liam, um, when he was almost two. And we kind of immediately had to just like rush into this trauma situation where right. we didn't we didn't know if he was going to make it. Yeah. And we were care flighted to another city. And yeah. um, our community had to step in. Yeah. So, and we had to leave. It was also in the middle of COVID. Yeah. So like Esther couldn't be with us. Our family couldn't be with us. It was just yeah. me and Josh at the hospital. Yeah. And David, um, Josh's dad drove Josh to be with me and Liam. I flew with Liam. And, yeah. um, but that was basically it. Like, um, my, my family did drive, but then they, they couldn't stay. They weren't allowed in the hospital. So, um, we were alone yet. It never felt we never felt alone because we were constantly just flooded with prayers and emails and, um, texts and Venmos and, um, people showing it. We never ate hospital food, not one time. And you were in a different city. Yes. Because people kept showing up. Yeah. And I have, I we had a friend that heard about it that drove to get lunch with Josh. Wow. But anyway, I just, um, was really, really, really just floored with how, um, incredible the community was that stepped yeah. up and and sent us gift baskets and took care of Esther and yeah. made sure we had everything we needed. Yeah. Well, and then as someone who was on the outside of that situation, because, you know, like outside is it's like I was yeah. part of the text chains and everything right, like that. Right. Like I was so amazed at the intentionality and the care. Like yeah. I like seriously, people were like moving mountains to yeah. make sure that you guys knew that like you had people and that you were supported. And it's like for me, just like one of the most beautiful things to see is just how like 
how much people care, you know? And like, I think that's like a huge testament to like who you and Josh are and like the love that you give people and you know, how beloved you truly are. Cause I mean, it was incredible. Like, people are reaching out to like vendors, getting donations of For things. Real? And, like, it was all like all your favorite places. Yeah, <laughs> all your favorite places. And then, um, you know, just like people that knew you were just like, I want to give. I want to do this. How can I help? And mm-hmm. I mean, truly, just like overwhelming to see the response. Yeah. And it's like that's what's so cool about friendship community. and community. And like, because yeah. in those really hard moments, like the the mom friends from all the different areas of your life are like you know they're like putting themselves in my shoes yeah and like ugh and so like I've been on the other side of that like I've watched people you know go through tragedy and sometimes it doesn't end well and um but really the prayer also was huge for us yeah like I did not once like feel not at peace yeah in that whole time i mean the probably the very first instant that i heard about it yeah but um even like the unity between me and josh yeah. was um because he was partially to blame for the accident yeah and um i very easily could have just been so resentful and bitter and angry at him yeah um Cause I wasn't there and yeah, I wasn't able you were to be involved. Game. I was, yeah. yes. And, um, yeah. So, but the unity that we had in the immediate grace and forgiveness, like that was only Holy Spirit. Like that yeah. was not possible in my flesh. Yeah. Um, but I just really attribute like all of that to the prayers of our people supporting yeah. us, just knowing like, it's going to be okay. We're going to do this together. And yeah. So do you feel like that, like actually ended up maybe kind of strengthening your relationship? definitely walking yeah. through something like that and mm-hmm. yeah. i mean we yeah it was like we didn't have an option yeah but to make it through <laughs> right know? right but yeah choosing to do it well instead of in a weak um fleshly way well i mean stuff was, like that destroys a lot of marriages it does so. and it really could have yeah but yeah. um yeah so that's so amazing really grateful yeah and Liam, I mean, complete miracle. I think it's so For cool because then another friend of yours like reminded you what Liam means, like the name. <gasps> Ugh, you guys. And it was like I remember reading that text, I, and I was like, yeah. "Oh." So we're like, we we care a lot about like what our kids' names actually yeah. mean, like the like the um, significance, the meaning. Yeah, and um, Liam means helmet of protection. Yeah. Or William. William does, and it's short yeah. for William. So, um, and I knew that because, like, I had prayed for him in the womb, like, yeah. trying to decide the names or whatever, but I had not thought about it. And I was yeah. staying there in the hospital bed, like, laying next to him, and she texted me that, and I, like, almost spit out my coffee. And he'd had a lot of head injuries. He had yeah. full, full, like, he had seven fractures in his skull. Yeah. And no brain bleeds, no brain damage yeah. whatsoever. And um, I, she said... Just wanted to remind you, like, this is what his name means, helmet yeah. of protection. And it's like gilded helmet, like helmet of yes. gold. And it was like, yeah. I literally almost spit at my coffee. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Just weeping. And Ugh. I like him like tearing up thinking that about was it. Prophetic. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Lord chose that yeah. and spoke that over him from the beginning. Yeah. And then his whole healing process was just insane. Like he like, was walking super quick, so fast and laughing and like just himself mm-hmm. again so yeah. fast i remember seeing him maybe like a month after at church yeah and he like came up to me with josh and josh was like liam really wants like a pastry because my surf team they would get pastries for breakfast on sundays <laughs> and liam had walked by and wanted one you know mm-hmm. and he was like liam really wants one can i go grab one for him and i was like yeah of course and so he went and he's just like running around the foyer just so happy that he has yeah. this pastry and i just remember staring at him like what how a miracle yeah how i know because i mean his pelvis was broken bilaterally in two places his he had like lung contusions lung contusions liver contusions um kidney bruises like all all of these issues yeah. um that really could have been so much worse yeah and just bounce back like you wouldn't and he also had a lot of like scabs and yeah um like 
road rash and things yeah. that he doesn't have any scars. He never had to have any surgeries. Oh my gosh. All of his bones grew back perfectly. I mean, healed perfectly. And like, you would never tell by looking at him. That's crazy. So, okay. When you're in that moment, like you're in the hospital, you're in the airplane flying, like all of that stuff. Hmm. Did you realize the miracle you were con- contending for? Or was it just like, like, what was your, like, were you All in this, like, God, about, you will do this? Or was it just more like, I just need him to live? I just need him to be with me. Like, I yeah. need, I just need the Lord yeah. to be with me in this moment. It was all like, I need peace and I need to be what I can be for Liam. Yeah. Yeah. I need the strength to comfort him and to love him. And that is all I asked for. Yeah. I mean, obviously I was like begging for his life. Yeah. And for his future and for yeah. his every single piece of his body to right. to function just like it was created to function yeah but um but more so like that's all I I just really wanted to be what I could be for Liam yeah yeah and, and then moment. God did like way beyond oh gosh what yes. we even thought possible yeah you know yeah like I I feel like that happens a lot where it's like God you've answered this prayer that I didn't even know to pray. Like, yeah. I didn't even know I could pray this, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, we believe that God performs miracles, like, still mm-hmm. today. Like, mm-hmm. we believe that in all of it. And it's, he still, like, is so creative and, yeah. like, figures out how to do things that we're like, how did this even happen? Like, God, how were you this creative and, right? like, this miracle and all of that? So that's so cool. And I think, like, well, we haven't really talked about a miracle story on the podcast yet. And, like... You know, that I is absolutely win. Yeah, because huge. It could have and probably should have been a lot yeah. worse. Yeah, but but God is just and that's so also kind. been hard to process. Yeah. Um, what do they call that? Survivor's guilt. Yes, survivor's guilt. Yeah. Um, as a mother, that like I still get to snuggle with him in the mornings. Yeah, and um, some people don't like their stories don't end that way. Yeah. And it's been hard. Um, we'll probably have to put a trigger warning up. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's something that I, I don't, I mean, that's from the enemy. I'm not going to feel guilt for my son being alive right. and with us. Yeah. But um, I do feel so much empathy for moms who have, whose stories did not end the same way. Right. And and that is real. And, and we'll hear from from some of those as well. And how God has met them where they're at because we know that he doesn't just abandon us, you know? Right. And right. Like we'll never understand evil in the world and why things happen and the way that they do. And my, my father-in-law calls it like your mystery cloud. You just kind of have to put those questions that don't, you can't, Mm. you'll never know the answer to like in this mystery cloud. And then once you see Jesus in heaven, then it's like, okay, like you'll get to know the answers. Right. But we can't like, figure God out. You can't fixate on those things and make those like salvation issues. Right. Because, you know, I do believe that it's God's desire to heal his kids. I think he loves to heal his kids and he loves to perform miracles and, you know. Yeah. And so like. Just to show who he is and his character and that he's for us. Right. And so whenever it doesn't happen, like I think, you know, it could be very easy to be like, well, God, isn't real or God doesn't mm-hmm. love me or this and that. And anyway, we're going to hear f- from some moms that, that have experienced loss, um, pretty soon and they'll have a lot of answers on why God is real. And, yeah. and I think that's just so powerful, but I'm glad that we get to celebrate Liam's miracle and that it was a miracle. And, um, and I, I think any story really can be miraculous because yeah, any sort of, you know, encounter with Jesus is, but Anyway, that was just such a neat thing to see and and experience alongside you because it was just insanity, truly. Like from the beginning to the end, just like, <laughs> and it was like over as soon as it as I quick know. as it started. You know, it was I just know. like <laughs> it felt like we were in for like a long haul when we got there and figured out like all the diagnoses, all the things that were wrong. Yeah, I was like, okay, we're gonna be here for weeks, and then it was less than a week. Yeah. But we were already going home. Yeah. And we had to go, obviously, back and do lots of follow-ups and x-rays and things like that. But they were all so clear and perfect. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. 
No, I, I remember that season well because John had just fallen out of the tree. Yes. And so I was, and I was very early pregnant. And so I was just like at home with nothing to do but to check on you guys and like <laughs> see, uh, uh, you know, see how everybody's doing and like mm. be a part of all those checks, text, train, tra- text threads slash chains whatever um and so yeah i remember that super well and yeah it was just so amazing but anyway yeah i think like that's a lot of what i just really admire about you though is that you've been through a lot of things and you're still just like going you Mm -hmm. know and like the liam thing was hard but you've experienced a lot of other things in your life and you know like personally in relationships and even like just growing up like things Mm, like that mm, and your life hasn't been easy but you're still this person that like really seeks joy and you're not gonna settle for anything less scared of being bored yeah (laughs) like you just you said you're more scared of being bored is what you said yeah No, but you you have you've gone through a lot and you know and and you don't let it kind of like define you you know right you've just really allowed the lord to do that and and that's like super admirable like a lot of people you know just it's hard to kind of move past the hard things that happen and you know yeah, and not make that like your identity like you're not a victim yeah yeah, you do not have a victim mindset. And I just really appreciate that about you. Because I, I think sometimes, you know, it's just super easy to be like, oh, man, this horrible thing happened to me. And mm. I can't move forward, you know. Mm-hmm. And That was only like a month or so before my 30th birthday, too. And I remember feeling this, like, I was so conflicted about whether or not I could really celebrate. Yeah. Like, I felt like I couldn't live my life. Yeah. I was going through counseling too, so that oh, was helpful. Good. But it's like I feel like I can't feel joy, like I'm supposed to be sad all the time that this like happened. Yeah. But she kind of, along with the Lord, like released me from that. Like, yeah. No, like you can still find joy and peace. Like your son is here. Like you have reason to celebrate and yeah, and also just to celebrate yourself. And yeah. so I ended up just planning my own 30th birthday. <laughs> I remember you couldn't come. I know. I was so sick. Yeah. But I had, like, I lived my best life that weekend. It was so fun. And um, then soon after that, like, we went to Cabo and um, with some friends. And, like, it felt a little bit weird. Yeah. But I'm glad we did. Yeah. Because it really helped us move past, like, the grief. Yeah. And the um, trauma, really. Trauma, Because it sure. could be very easy to just sit and replay things in your mind. And, and yeah, just kind of And then be afraid. A, yes. You oh, know? my gosh. We didn't even talk about the fear yeah. aspect. Because it's one. like... Like yeah. trusting other people with my kids. Yeah. That was something as well. Like with travel, like it took me a little bit to be able to leave my kid. Like leaving to go to Cabo yeah. was hard. Um I had to like sit down with my mom and I was like, I need to make sure like, you're not going to be on your phone. Yeah. Uh, my kids like your eyes are going to be on them. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I get it. I know you just yeah. experienced yeah. something pretty rough. Like, but um, trusting, trusting people and not having fear, not walking yeah. in fear, but still walking in truth and peace and life. Did you feel like you just had to do it like to kind of help get over the fear, like just jump in and do it? No, I don't think so. I think, I think I just, I selfishly wanted to. Yeah. Wanted to go to those places and, um, and I had to feel like I could be released to do that without people judging me. Yeah. You know? Well, okay. The judgment thing. Yeah. Because I feel like you, you felt like you kind of experienced some of that coming back from your most recent trip. Oh yeah. I did talk about that. And you talked about it on your Instagram and it kind of like caught me off guard because I was like, wait, who was doing this? You know? I don't know who. And it's (laughs) just like, you know, how do you deal with that? Like someone like judging you or maybe being jealous of you and like, how does that because I also know your heart and that you just like are an includer. You want like yeah, everybody to feel sure. like, you know, they have a, a seat at the table that they're a part, oh, all yes. of that. So how do you deal when like something is just so directly attacked, you know? Cause yeah. I feel like that's so hard. 
I mean, I don't feel like I super struggle being a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, I don't care so much about um, people's opinion of me or my reputation. I care more about like what their thoughts see if I can figure out how to put this into words. I don't know that I've ever done this. <laughs> um, like what you think about me, what does that reflect about my true identity? Like, yeah. is there something in me that yeah. actually could be refined Yeah, and could be better and could be more like Jesus? Yeah. You know, I, I like to understand what people are observing to better myself. Does that make yeah. sense? Not yeah. to please them. It doesn't have to do with them. Right. But just to be the best human I can possibly Constructive be. Constructive criticism. Exactly. Yeah. And so I observed while I was gone and cheering yeah. about my trip that I was losing followers. And do yeah. I actually care? No. I don't even know who it was. Yeah. And I've been in the place where I'm like, okay, this is making me jealous. Unfollow. Yeah. Or, okay, she's posting too much. Unfollow. Or yeah. like, Whatever, whatever reason, um, she thinks she's funny and she's not. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean, I know I've been there, but um, and I didn't have a reason because I don't have one of those apps where you can see who is unfollowing you. Yeah. Or whatever. I have no idea, but and I don't even know how many it was. I just recognized like when I would log on, like every single time I post something, it would like go down. Yeah. So it was just curious to observe um, people's behaviors and patterns and. Yeah. And I feel like maybe even just like on like not including the trip, like, do you feel like you experience like judgment pretty regularly or not? I mean, you're kind of, you know, a part of a family that's like well known locally, locally well known. And so it's like, do you feel like Uh, I think Josh experiences that more than I do? Yeah. Because he grew up in it. Yeah. Um. A little bit. I mean, I feel a little bit like limited on, yeah, um, how I can pre- present myself to yeah. people. Um, yeah, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sure, it's probably good to have limits, <laughs> <laughs> especially for me. I'm an oversharer. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. I mean, I do sometimes. I feel that for yeah. sure. So, and, how, how do you like cope with that? Ugh. Just, have you figured it out? Like, do you know? Um. I really, I mean, just going to Jesus. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Like, too churchy of an answer. No, that's the. Per- I mean, that's a great Jesus answer. Jesus joke. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. I mean, if again, kind of like I said, like I'm not con- super concerned with what people actually think of me, but more so just I want to, I want to be more like Jesus and and be a loving person. Yeah, that people will enjoy to be around. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. I mean, I feel like I'm so far removed from my old life, but. You know, I was someone that, like, I think people would see and think a certain thing of. Mm-hmm. And I think, thankfully, I was oblivious to a lot of it. But, like, I did have someone come up to me. I mean, this has happened kind of a few times. But there's one time in particular that I had someone come up to me, like, just bawling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Mm-hmm. And there's they're a person that, like, I didn't know super well. And... I mean, I feel, I feel like I treat everybody the same. So, like, I had tried to get to know them, but they just, like, were kind of distant. And I thought that was just their personality, you know? Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. And so, like, I don't know, like, a year had gone by, two years had gone by, and then this person comes to me, like, bawling in the middle of a church service. And it's like, um, I just want, I need to apologize to you because I've had horrible thoughts about you, and I just like judgments about you and I thought you were like one way and like you've just proven yourself to not be that way and I'm so sorry for the horrible things that I've thought about you for the last however many years and I mean just like they feel so bad and guilty and I just remember looking at them like what (laughs) I was like I'm so sorry you felt that way, like, you know, and yeah. I'm just like, we're, we're good. Like, I just remember looking at her and being like, we're totally I good. Like, you. I've never, I've never thought anything bad about you. Like, I thought you were just, that's just, that was your personality. I didn't realize you were treating me differently, you know, and anyway, and just kind of tried to encourage her. But I just remember walking away from that. I'm like, how many more times is this happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, most people aren't going to come out and say it. Right. And confess. Know? Yeah. <laughs> And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, how am I coming across? Like, you know, and it just could kind yeah. of be like, ooh, because I, okay, so part of being a four. Yeah. 
the biggest fears of being misunderstood. Oh, yeah. So I can't act like I'm like, no, I'm fine. I just go to the, whatever. No, yeah. I actually really do take it personally whenever I know I've been misunderstood. Yeah. Or suspect that. And I feel yeah. like I need to like clarify my heart and like yes. my motives, my intentions, yeah. whatever. Which is honestly probably why I posted all that stuff on yeah. social media <laughs> last week. It's like, here's where I really was. I'm not trying to humble brag. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But, no, yeah. it is so hard to be misunderstood, especially like I think all of us care about like making sure other people feel good like we don't yeah. want anything that we do to hurt anybody else exactly and i have like an, a more outgoing personality than or like a stronger personality i would say than probably most people and i'm not necessarily like outgoing i'm more of an introvert but in certain situations when i, where I have to be extroverted like i know how to be but i i have a strong personality and you know i am brazilian so i'm a latina you know and i think it's so easy for me to be misunderstood and then like unintentionally hurt someone and it's like that is so heartbreaking to yeah. me like having to go through that like oh i'm like that was so not what i meant like please yeah. forgive me and i mean i've had to have so many conversations and friendships where it's like you know, they were kind of caught off guard, but maybe by my bluntness or something. And yeah, then well, it's I mean, like, being direct is a gift. Well, I don't have that gift. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a gift. I have it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and so anyway, that's been like hard to, you know, find that. And anyway, I'm home a lot now and I don't see as many people. So, so <laughs> it's, it's not easier. <laughs> You know, it's easier to see like my family and my life group, but because they know you and they yeah. know your heart. Yeah, but it is like I just remember back when I was like living a way more social life, mm. like just how hard it is to to hurt someone. Like it it hurts me it probably does. more than it hurts them, and yeah. having to walk through that. I mean, that's why I love to apologize. I was talking to my mom about this the other day. Like, yeah. I love apologizing because I want to feel released from yes, the pain. Yes, yes, and I can stay up. Like, I'll be up at night. Like. 2 a.m. I'll just like be wide awake remembering that one thing I said to someone in high school and I bet they think that that's who I am I do that all the time (laughs) it's been like 15 years I know I Katie actually I've gone to her before um with something I said one time and she She was on the pod last week yeah I was like I'm sorry that I said this and she was like what are you talking about I don't even remember that and I was like okay good I feel so much better. Yeah. I don't want that one thing that I did wrong to define who I am to you. Yeah. Well, no, there's like so many things because it's like you don't want to be like overthink and think that everything that you say is like going to be life changing to someone, you know. (laughs) That's a little, yeah. But then you also like don't want to just assume that they're not going to like remember anything. So it's like there's a balance of like, hey, did this hurt you or did it not hurt you? When do you bring it up and when do you just let it go? I just always bring it up because I'm like, if it's going to eat me alive, I'm just going to say it and apologize. And I'd rather over apologize than like under apologize. Yeah. And oh, it's just so it's so hard. Like all of that. But anyway, yeah. Friendships, (laughs) relationships, everything is just so (sighs) tricky. I was thinking about that this morning because I oh a few years ago was like a part of a women's event that was like all about friendship and do you remember you were there too? Um, oh no, we which talked one? a little I bit after. Like we've done a few of those, yeah, and I that's guess. a good thing. The one I led worship for, yeah. And um, anyway, just the Lord just brought that to, that night to mind this morning, and and just how like how strong of a thing like female relationships Ugh, are, and how yeah. important they are. Like a I force think, to be reckoned with. Yeah, I think a lot of times, like kingdom we, friendships. Exactly. I think a lot of times, like we can think of female friendships, like in kind of a superficial way, like oh, it's just me and my girls. We're gonna go, like you know, drink coffee and hang out and just like you know, whatever. Watch or the Bachelor. You know, <laughs> drink some wine and go on girls trips and like that's like the extent of it. But like God designed female relationships, oh, you know, yeah. like for a purpose. And you know, like I had said a little thing that night, at, just talking about how like when Mary got pregnant, like she went and visited Elizabeth because yeah. there was something that Elizabeth carried that she needed, mm-hmm. and like that Joseph couldn't fulfill for her. Like there was a place for female relationships that was needed and important. And 
we see it even in scripture and so like what is the potential like what is like the true full kingdom potential for female relationships i think it's probably super intimidating to the enemy because he's always attacking them yeah for sure female relationships are some of the hardest ones to like keep healthy to know how to figure out and it's like you know why like there's obviously something super intimidating to the enemy in the power of like women being in unity yeah and so i was just thinking about that this morning because it's just like you know how how good have i been at like combating schemes of the enemy when it comes to my female relationships and like supporting my friends and all of that and i think it's those small things of like that's why i apologize all the time like i don't want to leave room for assumption assumption or or just room for the enemy to do something in a relationship when like i could just be completely transparent and like Mm. then they know my heart and it's like we're good like yeah the lie can't come because it's like no i know lonnie i know who she is like i know she loves me like i'm not gonna think she's judging me because of xyz you know right and or she's putting distance right because yeah when it's just like no she's super introverted and like needs to sleep you know yeah right (laughs) i think having a conversation that's one of the things like been through been through some hard stuff with friendships and i feel like that's just go to lunch yeah go to coffee or if you can't i mean send a voice text get on marco polo it's one of the best apps and just yeah share your heart and Ask a question and say, hey, is there anything going on? Yeah. Are we good? Can we be good? Can we get to a good place? Yeah. Um, don't just dwell in And I think questions. like being comfortable with being honest. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're so good at that. Like, you're never, I mean, at least with me, like, you've never been someone that's like not, like, you're going to lie about how you feel. Yeah. Like, I know like, that I can't like, when it. I ask you a question, oh, I can't either. I know that when I ask you a question, like, you're going to be honest about how you feel and i'd like i so appreciate that in people because like it's i think a lot of times like women can feel the pressure to be like again the people pleaser perfect like you know get along with everybody kind of person and so sometimes we can kind of suppress our feelings just for the sake of like making peace Mm. and like i appreciate women who are like no this is for real how i felt like and this hurt. we need to work through that, you know, yeah, and we need to move past this. Yeah. Cause you're worth it. Yeah. And so anyway, this is like kind of like a side note to everything we've been saying, but I think it's like super important when it comes to female relationships to, to just be honest and know that like sometimes when you're mommying, mommying <laughs> and it's like, you've had a hard day and like, you need someone to come help, like, oh, I'm so bad at this, but just be like, I need you to make me dinner tonight and bring it to my house. You know, like, I, at least I know that if I were on the other side of that text, like, and I received that text, like, I need you to make me dinner because I can't handle this. I'd been like, oh, absolutely. I'm on my way. Yeah, what do you need? You know, and it's like, but not many people will send that text. What? Not many people will send that text. No, and it's like, and I'm trying to be better about that because, you know, like, I was sick this last week and Ava was super sick and like you know people say oh let me know if you need anything and it's like yeah. i i'm never gonna let you know right but i hate when people do that to me you know it feels awkward yeah. to say like oh actually can you do yeah you? my sister-in-law was like can i make you some soup and like she asked me a more direct question yes. and i was like yes you can <laughs> yeah i <laughs> have a you. new friend actually <laughs> who is really gifted in that and i'm trying yeah. to learn from her she just moved to, to abilene and yeah. um she actually brought over like a whole bunch of food because she knew I was leaving town and oh, Josh wow. was going to be home with the kids. Wow. And she just like delivered a bunch of food to my house. I was like, who are you? You're so sweet. You're That's so amazing. kind and servant. And um, yeah, I'm trying to learn from her. She always will text me like, hey, I had a bunch of extra meat from the grocery store. Y'all want to come over for dinner? And like, yeah. we'll go over to their house. And it's not, I mean, she's like, sorry, I didn't clean. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best that's the type of friends that you need yes um that you can just yeah be direct with and tell them like hey i need this oh yeah or you need to be the friend that knows when they don't ask that you you can offer i also had another friend who it it felt like no you don't have to do that but like she showed up and blessed me 
one time when I had the stomach bug and, mm. um, I think I was home with Esther and like Josh was out of town Yeah, and, um, she showed up and cleaned my house. Her and her mom came That's and amazing. cleaned my house and like exposed themselves yeah. to my germs. <laughs> wow. That was humbling. That's true love. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And I like, I think I've learned that like just doing those things, like that's just the right move, you know? Yeah. And cause it's like, I think even I learned this from church one time, like our pastor was like, don't just say like, let me know if you need anything, mm. but like be more like, Hey, I'm going to bring you food. Would you prefer it today or tomorrow? Yes. Like, or I'm going to do this yes. for you. Yes. Do you want it now? Or do you want it at another time? Absolutely. You know? And it's like, if it's someone that maybe isn't as like, sure, come to my house anytime, you know, like they can prepare or whatever. And like, I learned that from, from him. And it's like, that's kind of changed how I've approached things. Cause it's like, okay, I would love to make you dinner. Was, is tonight a good night? Or, right. you know, I'd love to take your kids. Please let me know when it would yes. be a good time because I would like to take your kid to, so you can go to dinner with your husband. And then yes. like, and then checking back in to be like, have you found a time? You know, like <laughs> just kind of being like, a pester about it yeah because i think so many times we're like afraid to, to we're receive. afraid we're afraid to receive and then we're afraid to be a bother when we're giving even too you yeah. know and it's just like just storm in <laughs> yeah and yeah i love that like even if you're not super close to someone and you just feel called to serve them yeah just give them quite a bit of um flexibility in your offer yeah. like you're saying like <laughs> Which day works best for you? Because I'm gonna do this for you, yeah. So that they're more prepared and they can like have their house clean if they yeah. need to, if they feel more comfortable that way. Yeah, I'm like my house is probably almost never like a hundred percent spotless, but yet I still feel like every time someone has to come over, I've got to like clean everything and like really fast. And so you know, I love you, and I'm like, welcome yep. to my house, and you it's did a mess. it today. Yeah, I did. I was like, it's a mess. Like, wouldn't have it any other way, Lonnie. I am like, I want to so badly be the person that's just, it's always like just perfect and things are in place, but it's like, you know, there are going to be some dishes in my sink and my kids' toys are going to be everywhere and that's just how it's going to be. Mm. And my laundry, because Lord knows I never fold that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. Josh, Ever. Josh is way better at that in my house than I am oh what a gift no John and I both hate laundry oh well he does his own laundry John does his own laundry but he doesn't fold it oh yeah Josh does everything with his laundry and he does all the dishes wow he clean he like he okay that was one thing whenever I went on this last trip Mm -hmm. I was kind of a little bit annoyed because he did so well without (laughs) me supposed to be hard <laughs> you're supposed to realize how much i do <laughs> but he actually like came home and i like saw on the counter like he had printed out like a new nighttime routine and morning routine for the kids i was like what he's like yeah you should adhere to this <laughs> you should adhere to this. <laughs> he's a lot more structured than me okay i'm a creative well person. you are the creative one <laughs> yeah as long as the kids make it to school, oh, it's fine, even if they're a few minutes late. That is so funny. No, he did a little bit too well without me. So <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I guess I'd rather have it that way than the other way That's around. That's true. Because now you're like, okay, Josh, well, I'm going to just leave more. <laughs> have so much fun. <laughs> should tell him that. You're better at this than me. Yeah, so. I mean, you, you thrived, obviously. So yeah, we both did. <laughs> No, I do love being a mom. And I did. Okay. In my defense, I did like set up an entire Google Doc. I carry the mental weight of being a mother. Oh, okay. We He's, all do. The mental yeah, weight is huge. Of being a parent, I should say. But he he just like cleans up well. Yeah. And, like, take, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I carry the rest of it. So, but like making sure they get to soccer on time and they have their lunch and they have their nap mat and yes. don't forget the show and tell letter G or whatever. Yeah. Like I have all of that. Um, and my responsibility and I made him like a long Google doc with every single detail of every single day and like yep. don't forget Coco's picking up and blah 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 yeah. and so make, make sure to meet her at five o'clock at the house and yeah um and I also picked out every single outfit for each child for every single day with like oh, oh that's today's great. crazy sock day today's neon day today's school spirit day whatever yeah. and labeled them with like the degrees um, that the weather app was telling me they were going to be for that day. Like just in case it wasn't the same anymore, he could change the outfit if he needed to. 
The only That's thing amazing. that I feel like he did a bad job at was Esther's hair. That well, was pretty rough. Yeah. We can't have it all, can we? No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I wonder if John's going to be good at doing Ava's hair. We'll see when yeah, it happens. Yeah, gotta be patient with them. Yeah. Gotta show them. <laughs> I think it's gonna be obvious, because, you know, she has her mom that, like, does hair, and then her dad that, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I told her teacher I was leaving, so I knew, yeah. like, she's probably No laughing. judgment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Brady, thank you so much for being here on the podcast and just talking and sharing about, like, all the things. I think it's... It this ended is up very being- random, but... Well, but I mean, like, I way. feel like you like so many different things and there's so many important topics and things to talk about. And so yeah. it ended up being perfect. It was a very Brady podcast. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All over the place. Do you have any final way? thoughts? Um, just be true to yourself and embrace who you are and what you love. And don't let the culture and expectations of our world define um, who you are and what you can do with your time and your energy Yeah, as a mom. That's good. That's good. Just you and the Lord and your husband. <laughs> and no one else. That's it. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, that's really good. Be true to who God created you to be. Yeah. That's good. Well, on that note, we'll close. But thank you, New Moms Club. So good to be with you. And we'll see you next week at the New Moms Club.